0: Welcome to doc 9 Tech Talks. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Mark Plastid. And I'm Managing Director of doc 9 I'm delighted to be joined today by Martin Hess, who is Managing Director of CanCom UK. So in today's episode, we're going to focus on the hot topic of reopening offices. When should offices reopen? How does this work in practice? And perhaps, do we even need offices in the future? So Martin really caught my attention a few weeks ago, uh, as he was quite vocal in the press on the topic, And actually, I think CanCom have been a bit ahead of the curve in terms of reopening their office, so I think should have some really useful insights to share with us today. So firstly, Martin, good morning and thanks for joining us.
1: Hello, Mark. Good morning. Delighted to.
0: Good. So in terms of, um, before we dive into this topic, do you want to give us a quick overview uh, about yourself and CanCom we started?
1: Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a. I'd be labelled these days as an industry veteran. I've been in the IT business, which we now call tech, because it sounds a lot cooler, um, for you know, not far short of 40 years. Big companies such as IBM, HP, and and a, and a sprinkling of small companies and startups as well along the way. Um, the company I currently run, I was chairman of and then I sold it to a big, it was a private company that I sold to a big German IT services company called Cancom, based in Munich. They asked me to stay on and run it, so I now run the UK subsidiary, um, which is about 550 employees, spread across the whole of the UK and Northern Ireland, um, and we turn over about 160 60 odd million, um, mainly services, we run companies' IT for them, and a mm-hmm. management. Many services. We've also got a public cloud business. We help clients move their applications to um, to the public cloud, particularly Microsoft Azure. Um, and, and we've got a consultancy business, um, as well as a traditional reseller product, hardware and software. So a mix, um, mix, mix, business. Um, our German, our German. Um, parent leaves us alone so it, 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 it we, we 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 can sort of pretty much get on with it and, and and do it ourselves we've got offices in the city in shoreditch down in sussex cambridgeshire manchester near manchester and belfast so we've, we've got a
0: reasonable uh, spread cool sounds good so i guess in terms of you know you as a company from an infrastructure point of view i guess you were pretty much well set up to work from home and make that switch in uh, a few months ago but i guess from uh i'd be really interested to find out more about the the transition from a business and cultural perspective how was that transition for Cancom what
1: well, going from, well, so when going, from start, to, uh, going back to home working from home
0: yeah uh,
1: it was a it was a remarkable success um, if you think nearly every job we had could be performed at home you know so we, we made sure that even those that didn't have their laptops they got their laptops we were set we were set up um, with Microsoft Teams, so we, we, you know, we were, most of us were reasonably comfortable using Teams because we'd used it already. So that transition was was, was pretty straightforward. Um, and, and to be honest, the company, you know, we, we 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 found the company could function working from home. It, it sort of got the job done. That there was a small number of jobs in a warehouse that we've got, which we need to build computers and what have you. We kept that open because they couldn't do that from home. Yeah. But pretty much every everybody else, um, everybody else worked from home. And, and and you know, if you think, you know, late March through April into mid-May, the emphasis was on protection, looking after everybody, making sure people didn't feel they were going to lose their jobs we yeah. didn't we didn't furlough anybody we didn't make anybody redundant we haven't taken a penny from the government um and um you know we did lots of things i did a call every monday to, to the whole company to reassure them that and, and then we did you know, how do we stay engaged because in this sort of atomized world we sort of had quizzes yeah bingo music bingo fancy dress parties um and, and we 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 had the pub opened at four o'clock on the, the friday the Cancom arms and um and then you know so we did all that stuff so yeah. keep morale up and to keep people feel feeling connected so um the
0: company functioned i would say working from home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so i guess that leads on to the next question though uh, uh do, you know thinking forward to the future if it can function well at home, why did we so early in terms of pushing to reopen your offices? Um, I think it functions well at home, but I don't think it
1: performs well at home. I, I, I think that um, uh, I, I think we were losing our edge. Okay. You know, I, I you know, I think it was going from sort of eighty percent down to you know, these are made up numbers generally speaking, but I think we were basically going 80, 70, 60. Mm now we, we provide a managed service to our clients and that's that's measured by service level agreement you know how quickly we respond to calls etc cetera, etc cetera, how quickly we fix problems we actually have got some empirical data which shows that, that was slipping a bit i don't i wouldn't broadcast that to the whole world but um you know it it, it was it was beginning to slip and um and you know, it, it, it's i, I it's very hard to win new business when you're all at home. It functions. You keep the thing going along, nudging along, but it's not. To me, it was never. It was never the preferred state. Just because you can do your email at home and you can do Zoom or Teams School doesn't mean it's the, it's the desired state. So um, we survived. We did pretty well financially, um, but I was always looking for the opportunity to you yeah, know it's about going through the gears. We were going through in second gear. And yeah. and, I, and I saw as time was going on, mm-hmm. you know, when you confuse your work head and your, your home head and you're sort of playing around with both in the course of the day. Yeah. I, and I was using myself as an example. I, I was getting up later. I was mm-hmm. I was in survival mode. I wasn't in growth mode. And, yeah. you know, so using myself as an example, um, yeah, I... This can't carry on for too much longer because we'll get into the wrong state of mind, the wrong
0: the, the wrong behaviour. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting perspective, and I guess using myself as an example as well. So I think we all saw these articles and some quite bold predictions about the death of the offices. You know, cities would empty, people will work remotely and forevermore, and you know, happily ever after. A lot of kind you know bold predictions like that. But actually thinking about myself, uh, I've got three young children at home, you know, not unique mm-hmm. in that. We were trying to homeschool to look after a baby. You know, it was quite an intense period to do all of that and work and leave an agency within you know, you know four walls. And so I think something that was perhaps spoken about a little bit less was yeah, logistically you can work from home. Uh, but actually, you know, from a... You know, in terms of your edge that you talked about, um, there is something beneficial. Once I've started to go back in the office now, just once a week to start with, around that mindset shift. I'm, you know, I'm actually in a different space. Uh, you know, I think it's good for good for the mind uh, as well. But also, an, a, a kind of ancillary benefit which I never considered before was I've got quite a long commute, so it's four hours a day, uh, driving and walking door to door it's two hours each way. And I always viewed that as quite a, a negative thing uh, and moan, but actually in hindsight, that was such a good Amount of thinking time I had every day, and actually, sort of distinction between home uh, and work life. and I think that's probably something was spoken about a bit less. Did you find sort of similar? um, Yeah, totally, totally. Actually, I missed out one
1: really important thing, which is why, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a a nice room which I call a study. I do my work in, you know, um, and um, but that's not that's not typical, particularly for younger folks. You know, who could be in a an apartment, they could be in a flat. Or, or young families with kids away from school so you know, there there's a lot of people where working from home just wasn't good it, it was just not conducive to being yeah. you know, focused and full-on and you know yeah. and, and so i was very mindful that this, this is this must be driving a lot of people really mad yeah. but, but but yeah that sort of that, that, that sort of delineation of a i'm at work or i'm at home i think is massively important mm-hmm. and um you know i the day never ended when I was working at home because, you know, you kept on going on to the evening to catch up on email or you do the old call in the evening and then you start early. And I think psychologically it was just bad news to me because it all blurred into, you know, one existence and I did, I, 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 I live in Brighton and I, I'm probably up in London two or three days a week and I come into our office near Horsham, um, yeah I, I like that break I do, and that sense of when you go home you've done a day's work there's a sense of satisfaction there that i was never getting when i was just uh, working from home yeah. and you know, i i realize i'm of a personality type that might perhaps need the office more but everybody i think um eventually needs the office but uh, you yeah, we can come on to
0: that so yeah i guess before we kind of get on to more thinking long term you know how we will manage having offices with, with perhaps some more work from home in future. I'd be really interested to hear a bit more about your story of reopening your office. Because I think it was, was it, it was a couple, you know, more, over a month ago that you back in May, we opened the office. Yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> could you walk our audience through like the process of you know logistically as well? How, yeah. you, how you manage that?
1: Um, so the Prime Minister, I think I think, I, I, I think it was sort of mid-May, he sort of. Made the announcement of these sort of four stages, didn't he, of emerging from lockdown, and 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 and, and so I, you know it, it was the sort of first release from lockdown, and I and I thought right, okay, that's the cue to open the offices back up. So I talked it talked it through with my senior management team. Um, I, I, I I suppose the, the first realization was I was probably slightly out of kilter with. With most of my team, they they, they were still very much in uh, in in lockdown mode. Um, one or two, I think my sales director was very much of my um, opinion, but I, I can't say there was a clamour to open the office. But I, I really did feel very strongly um, about it that we needed to signal that we were getting out. It was it was a signal to say we were getting out of this lockdown self-preservation, stay safe mentality and, and, and to me opening the offices was the signal that we're moving into a different phase now, that this is about trying to normalize, trying to get back to, to, to where we were, to put more energy in, to put more edge into the business, mm. you know, t- t- the emphasis on growing the business rather than just surviving. Um, we we put a very very comprehensive playbook together which um i'm very i'm very happy to share with you so we had to obviously get the risk we we, we did risk assessments for all our officers that got the because we didn't want there to be somebody who who sort of it whistle blew on us and reported us to the um h s um the, the health and safety executive so we were absolutely thorough we assigned somebody to be responsible for making sure all the offices were ready um so all the ppe um was there the one-way systems into the office spacing out desks in fact we, we had a pretty stringent booking system for desks okay. um initially um we, for the first couple of weeks i think it was we, we 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 put the meeting rooms off limits, mm-hmm. um, and um, and then I communicated it verbally and then in a an email, um, and I wanted to get the tone right because I didn't want people to feel bullied back to, to, to coming back. So made it absolutely clear as anything that this was voluntary, um, but but I also but but I did make the point that this is really aimed at people who were very uncomfortable working from home giving them the option for whatever reason whether it be children or not enough space or the mental state it was it was addressing those um there were people who felt that well is it going to work against my career if i don't come back into the office so i had to re-emphasize that it wouldn't and we took um we took a decision that we wouldn't we we just see how it went and but we did we opened the offices on the 26th of may which seems like an eternity ago yeah. um and you know it was a trickle the other thing is you know lead from the front and i'm sure you agree mark so i was i was in the offices you know and made sure on the video calls i was seen to be in the offices um and you know my sales director was one of the others and it was slowly but surely. I mean, the first week, it was ooh, a bit of a non-event because there weren't too many people back. Yeah. Second week, it got a bit more. And you know what? We, 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 we didn't get over-anxious about it. It, it. We let things take their course. And, um, and where are we now? We are now not far short. We're probably, what, um, a week short of the two-month anniversary. And um, it's got to a really good state people are coming back to the offices now oh,
0: um yeah, my What's, what proportion of people are back in the office now versus
1: home? well we got a fair we got some jobs where you sort of you'd be in the same place all the time and then we've got a lot of transient type workers like we've got a sales force we've got consultants and what what yeah. have you I, I i think of those that want to come back to an office i was going to and ask Emma to verify the number. I, I reckon we're up to 80% of people who okay. want to come back to an office are using an office now at, at one time or another. Would you, would you say? I mean, it might even be higher than that.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, and, and, and the other thing is, you know, what about am I going to chain everybody at the desk from Monday to Friday? Well, obviously, that's chained forever now. You know, we're not going to do that. How we get the balance right. I, I, haven't, I haven't mandated it really, it, it sort of varies from team to team. Our finance team can work from home, um, so we're not going to get them back five days a week, but, but there are going to be times in the month where the finance director wants them all in the office. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it's, it, it's going to be a bit varied. The, the, the group of people we wanted to get back, and this might sound a bit of a contradiction, we, we 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 wanted the sales force to get out of this, work from home, right. take the dog for a walk at 10 in the morning, you know, all that. Because no, no, to, to get out of this, the sales force needed to basically go out and engage with clients, win business. And although they come into the office and go and come and go, we, we made a point of getting them back into the office and, and lead from the front. And so the sales director had things like call out days where he brought a bunch into the office, you know, social distancing rules. Yes. There were the two meters apart and then, and, and then they were in different offices around the country to get them. Yeah. You know, so, so they, they called that, 600 customers that day, Emma. Um, and, and that was another signal that no, we, 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 you we, know, we're moving back to, um, a, a normal world. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pleased with where it I'm pleased with where it is now. Um, I, I I I don't I don't think I have to get heavy.
0: Okay.
1: You know that's the that's the nice so, thing
0: because so, you've got offices outside of London uh, and you, yes. also, you mentioned office in Shoreditch, very trendy. Um, is there a and I think the difference I guess with London is a lot more emphasis on users, people using public transport. Do you see a big difference in your offices uh, outside London versus in, in terms of people wanting to get back in? Um,
1: not really, because L- London's always been a an office where I'd say you've probably got about a dozen people that need to be there all the time. Okay. And then at any one time, you can have another 30 or 40 people using it because they're in for a meeting or, they're, 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 you know, they're in for two days and then they're out seeing a, a client. So it's, it's it's one of those offices. Um, yeah, there was. There was a lot. The big fear was London, you know, or London. You know, yeah. that's, where it, that's where you're going to catch it. Yeah. Um, so when I went up there, um, I didn't go, not deliberately, but I didn't go for the first two weeks. I so sort of early June I went up. I took pictures of Brighton Station, I took pictures on the train, I took pictures at London Bridge, I took pictures of the streets. And, and to reassure everybody that this was safe. So we use social media a lot actually, lots of people into the office as we said, if you go to the office, take a picture, stick it on our WhatsApp group or our Yammer group and yeah. share it so that we can, because there was a lot of this, it's amazing, the fear of the unknown, the fear of, what's it like to get a train again? Mm. Like to get the underground, and so I've gone the underground, um, you know, once again, sort of lead from the front, mm-hmm. um, and and I kept on, and also, you know, so so so, lo- so the fear of London, I'd say, for nearly everybody, has been overcome now. They're going to be there, are probably one or two, um, but yes, that it, it was it was top of the fear league initially, um, and I think we've cracked it. So, also things like my management meetings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm having them in London, okay. I'm having them face to face so there is a you know a specific event people have to come in come in
0: for yeah because so I've been going in sort of once a week for roughly a month now we're based in the city on Ledenhall Street and it you know the first time it was really a ghost town and you know, sadly there's quite a few local independent uh, like cafes and stuff already there's repossession notices on the front you can see the impact this is happening there I mean. having uh, but I have to say the last especially last week when I went in it did feel there's a bit more of a buzz there's a bit more yeah. the did seem to be building a few things open i made a point of going and you know prep was only one open at the time around the corner so having a prep and uh, uh just you know i think that's really important people forget about yeah. uh, that's uh, the other thing i've been saying
1: mark on the calls which is you know you don't travel might might be nice you know might mean you know you haven't got that commute but 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 it also means you're not spending money, and if you're not spending money, businesses are closing and people are losing their jobs. And I have made a point to the company and said, look, there is a, every single one of us has got a responsibility, I think, out there to get the economy moving because it, it, it's, it's somebody's job, you know, whether it be the 4,000 people of Upper Crust that have lost their jobs because nobody's walking through stations. You know, th- there is a sort of duty we've all got. So I know little old cancon with 500 people isn't going to change the world, but know i do feel leaders of business have got a responsibility Mm. to to try and get people moving again because travel travel means spend which basically means
0: jobs Mm -hmm. i agree yeah for those in a position that can do that i think that's yeah definitely completely agree on the same page on that so i guess um before we think about the future and the future role of offices and how that perhaps fits in with more working from home you know more hybrid role Is there anything you can share in terms of? um, You mentioned before around a playbook, perhaps we could link to uh, uh, on our podcast links. Um, Is there any? Could you paint the picture for those uh, that haven't opened their offices again yet in terms of you mentioned PPE and the reorganization within the office? Like what practical steps did you take or did you have to take?
1: Um, Well, we we had a one way system. we 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 made sure people couldn't come in and just use any desks, so they had to book a desk. So you already have hot desking as a principle before. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, like yeah, we did. So we, we had we had hot desking, so we, we, we moved away from that. So you had to book it. There was a booking system for desks and cool. so obviously they could be that you know they could be cleaned every day. Um, loads of, of um, hand sanitizers. <laughs> we we we've got a temperature thermometer that people could um, that that, that people could use. We did open meeting rooms after two weeks and then we took a load of chairs out so we made sure that there was only a a certain number of chairs in the meeting room so you you had to socially distance because there weren't enough chairs. So practical things like that Um, and and we sort of once they went to the one meter plus rule we we sort of increased the um we increased we we increased the number of chairs um and um, yeah, toilets. It was a one in, one out, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, which 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 I thought it would cause more problems than it, than it has done, but it hasn't. Um, okay. What else have I ever got? Have I, have I, uh, I? think that was that was it really.
0: Um, in some pictures of offices where they've got you know big perspex screens between. I guess.
1: No, uh, we didn't. No, we didn't do that. We we, we didn't do that. Um, no. And I suppose, you know, Mark, you get to the point where you say, look, you know, this, people are going to come to their own conclusions. This is, this is, this is, this has done all sorts of things to people's heads, isn't it? Um, And and some people have reacted differently depending on personality types. All you can do is, is nudge and show people that actually it's safe and people are going back. And actually there's a bit of a buzz back. And, 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 you know, and actually one of those two has now come back. but yeah,
0: I think also the the government obviously they're, they're kind of there's a little bit of ambiguity in their advice around you know work from home if you can, uh, and obviously there's some ambiguity there in terms of you know can somebody uh, work from home in the environment physically or but also there's a the mental aspect of you know if they're juggling stuff or, or whatever or don't have a huge amount of space at home. But I, I've heard rumours I think they're about to shift that advice because they've started to realise well actually you know. If you look around London, it's still a ghost town. Largely, uh, all the ancillary jobs that are, uh, cafes, etc., that, that, that need this footfall. Um, I've heard rumours they're about to switch that advice on its head. So, it's kind of work from, come into the work if you can. Um, maybe that will see a bit more momentum in that direction. I guess. Um, yeah. Um,
1: the, the, the trouble is, in, in in the sort of jobs we do, and hmm. you can work from home. You, you know, you can't you can't build a house or. You know, you can't do a construction job at home. So, you know, certain jobs you can't, but we, we can. And I, I, I don't think big companies are helping here either. I think, um, um, one second. Oh, didn't plug it in properly. Um, I thought my battery was running low on my laptop. Sorry, Mark. I don't think big companies are helping here, you see. You know, it doesn't help that Google and Microsoft say they're not open until January Um, because a lot of people will take their their, their lead from that. And I just don't think they've thought through the implications of what they're saying. I, I don't think it's good for the psyche of the individual now somebody will say well i'm an exception because i'm in much better shape than i was yeah. but, but i do think the vast majority of people are are are, are, are struggling and you know it'd be worth just talking I, I i just think the office has got a really important role to play going forward and we can talk about you know why that is but um I think I think I think it's been ignored. I think too much. I think the sort of default is you don't need an office anymore, and you know what's the future of the
0: office? Well, or... I think that leads on to a really nice place to kind of um, brand up, I guess, to think thinking about the future. Uh, so I'm completely on the same page uh, in, in many respects. So not to discount, there are massive lessons we can learn from this. And I think you know certainly for me, it's opened my eyes to you know we had to switch to being a remote only company almost instantly, and as you say, you know. I'm really proud of how our team have adapted and we delivered you know amazing work and it was a pretty intense time. a lot of our clients as well we had to roll out some pretty pretty rapid projects delivering some services that our clients needed to help them help them through that. however, as time goes on, there's positive lessons to learn from that, but I also think that you know in hindsight and and, and taking stock of it, you don't want to forget the positive uh, um, aspects on of office as well. so certainly what we're thinking is it's going to be some form of hybrid uh, between the two. So we, don't, as you alluded to earlier, we don't. I think we don't need people in the office nine to five every day necessarily. There, is, in our business, there are certain uh, phases of a project, particularly discovery ideation, where you know that, that creative energy you get from being in the same room, you know, you can't really replace that to the same level remotely. What do you? So we're thinking about kind of hybrid, uh, uh, um, kind of working in future. What's your kind of vision? What do you think the future role will be within uh, within working patterns of the office?
1: Um, I use the same expression. I think I think it will be hybrid. I do think it's. There's no doubt that uh, I don't think we'll go back to you know clocking at nine o'clock on a Monday and out at uh, five five thirty. I, th- I think that I think those days um, ha- have gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, I think offices. I mean age profile for a star. I think if you sort of haven't yet formed your family, coming to the office is massively important. It's where you meet people. It's quite often, it's where your social life is. And um, it's all well a good somebody in their sort of late 40s and 50s who've you know, got their partner, they've got the children and You know they're in suburbia somewhere they perhaps don't need the social dimension but for youngsters i think it's absolutely crucial to their sense of enjoyment of in a job and their whole development and um i think you learn better from more experienced people when you're in the office i think that that experience rubs off on less experienced um people i think there is an energy that you get from um, being together in, in teams, um, I think you get more innovation and ideas. Um, somebody put it to me beautifully that they said, "Look, you know, you're in the office. You have the five-minute chat as you pass somebody in the corridor, or you're, you're at, the, at the coffee bar, and, and you can have you know three, four, five conversations in the space of half an hour." that don't need more than about a five minute, how are you getting on with so-and-so? Got a great idea on this. In the working from home, they each become half-hour Zoom calls because mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have that, mm. that dynamic um, conversation. And I just think there's a sort of, it's hard to get a great esprit de corps going when you're all working from home. You know, that team spirit, that, that, that sense of, of, of common purpose and energy. I, I think you need, you don't need to be together every day of the week you need enough of that and key moments key meetings you talk about during the creation phase you know we we, you know project you know project project reviews project you can do a lot of those meet but for us winning business Mm. i think we're in a b2b selling environment i think you have to you you don't build relationships from scratch properly unless you actually meet somebody i think the dynamic of the interaction when you're across a desk with somebody is, is is very different than than the sort of thing we're doing um you know we, we're doing now so i'm i'm a big proponent of the value of of of, of that office environment and, and, and i just think the atomized world eventually a, com- a company loses its soul mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um values are massively important to me in in you know to me getting the right core values in a business is a a real differentiator out there, but it's hard to create and sustain those values if yes. all you have are are remote from each other. So, you know, to me it was necessity for a period of time. Yeah. But now we're gonna. I completely agree, Mark. A blended world. Um, you know, we 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 recruited people who joined sort of the beginning beginning a lockdown, and you know. <sighs> they 've never seen anybody in the company face to face i mean it 's sort of like you know we well, hadn 't done you know after the first of uh, six weeks I mean that must be must be
0: rotten yes. um, well, hopefully I guess we can get the best of both worlds moving forward. I mean to put you on the spot, I think for a year. You know, will Martin be going to office five days a week, or do you think you'll be sort of roughly 50 or, or what's your own sort of gut- Well, I'm lucky. I've
1: got I've got a number of offices around the country. I'm I certainly probably not going to go to London probably quite as often, mm-hmm. um, but I'll probably still be in London two to three days a week, um, and, and our offices. Um, I might be working from home uh, uh, home home on a Friday. I, I think it's going to. Hmm, it it. it be quite interesting to see whether people want offices on on long leases, or whether, or whether it will be, or whether the Togs or Regis or WeWorks of this world will actually do better. You know, you think to yourself, well, they're in trouble. Nobody wants to come in, but actually, mm. it could get business from the other direction as people don't want to sign up to five-year leases. But actually, we will just rent space in one of those places. Whichever, I don't know. I, I still think having a home, an office which is yours. Which has got your look and feel, your logo up, your values up on the wall, or whatever it is, you know, your, you know, your football machine, or whatever it is you got in the office. I st- I don't know. I still think as an anchor point for a business, yeah. I, I, I still think that will, I, I still think that will be around in, in twelve months time. Well, here's my real prediction. I think there'll be a, a swing back to it. I think eventually people will say. There's got to be more to my job than one blooming zoom call after another mm, mm, mm. there's got to be another dimension that I'm looking for, and I think there'll be there'll be a swing back you know if it means that people don't have to get on the you know seven oh nine from Canterbury or in, in your case probably the six zero nine you know it, in, in other words, I'll get into the office for ten and you know maybe may a little bit more flexible to avoid the the sardine tin of a commuter train. I mean, that'll be a good thing, won't it? Yeah,
0: definitely. I think it's definitely opened the eyes to a lot more companies around, you know, as long as people are delivering the output, and you know, you can trust people uh, to work from home when they need to, as long as they're ultimately delivering the output, uh, but married with the benefit of an office at those key moments for projects, um, you know, that, that could be a game-changer. Like
1: one last thing, Mark, I think you've raised another good point, which we've talked about in CanCom, which is if if you have hybrid working, or particularly a lot of home working, it it, it, it requires a different management style, doesn't it? It, it? How do you manage somebody at home who who, who you never see? Yeah. So that high trust environment is massively important yeah. because that emotional, that contract between employee and company becomes yeah. a bit different because they're you just don't see each other. You don't know whether they're you know you you you've got to be much clearer about the objectives and the KPIs and what you expect from them, because it's 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 a lot of out of sight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, it's not so much are people shirking, but are people working too long? Are people just yeah. burning themselves out because they're still, they're still because of this blur between work, work time and home time? So it'll throw up all sorts of interesting challenges for management
0: as well. That's an interesting point, I think, yeah. We'll kind of... ...early on in navigating this, I think the next... Yeah, we are. The
1: book hasn't been written, Mark. Uh,
0: well, yeah, well, you might be a good candidate to write it then next year. <laughs> well, I uh, um, really appreciate your time today. You mentioned earlier on, uh, I think, about a playbook that you perhaps would be... Um,
1: yeah, to. I'm, I'm going to look to Emma. Emma, how can we help Mark on the team? Is it on the website? On our CanCom... Could, we, could you send the... Well, URL to mark so you, you can share everything. This isn't competitive advantage stuff, this is you know,
0: all helping the world get back to uh. Back awesome. to not- that's really useful. Yeah, that'd be great for our network also to, to read and have a, have a look at that as well. So really appreciate that. And the openness that you, you've shown, uh, I think it's, you know, it's quite a hot topic. And your perspective is really valuable having already opened the office and being perhaps a bit further down the journey than, than many others. And uh, yeah, well, when you're in London in the future, perhaps we can grab a social distance coffee and uh, uh, catch up in person. I'm often walking past Leadenhall
1: Street, so I'll do that. And we can, <laughs> if, if, if there's still a Pret-a-Manger open, Mark will go and grab a coffee in there.
0: <laughs> good stuff. Well, yeah, really appreciate really time today, and uh, we'll wrap up. and um, hope you have a good rest of the week. Cheers, Mark. Thank you very much for inviting me to talk. Bye-bye. Bye bye.